it's such a privilege to be with you guys on this Sunday for two reasons. Firstly, um, it's your first Zoom like this, and uh, it's working out really well so far. I'm, I'm really encouraged how well you guys are doing with this. Secondly, as Caleb said, it's Pentecost Sunday, and uh, I love this Sunday. I mean, I, don't, I think those of us that are part of the kind of non-conformist wing of the church probably don't celebrate the rhythms and seasons and festivals of the churches. A calendar as much as we should. So I think it's good that we celebrate Ascension. It's good that we celebrate Pentecost. And uh, Pentecost, of course, for those of you, uh, I think most of us around this circle would know, perhaps you're watching on YouTube and you think, what is Pentecost? Well, Pentecost is the uh, day when we celebrate that Jesus not only rose again from the dead, not only ascended on high, not only sat down at the Father's right hand where he rules with power and authority, but he sent forth his Holy Spirit onto the church and transformed those uh, group of 120, actually quite nervous, quite timid, quite locked up. They were in their version of lockdown uh, on uh, that day. And suddenly the Spirit of God came on them and they were thrust out into the street. There was uh, speaking of new languages. There was uh, signs and wonders. Peter got up and preached and 3000 people uh, became Christians that, some, that day on Pentecost uh, Day. And it was wonderful. And uh, from that point on, every believer can be filled with the same Holy Spirit that the Lord Jesus filled his disciples with. That should be our expectation. We should be those who get filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's, I can see some very young faces around this Zoom call. I can see one or two older faces as well. Uh, this is for young and old. This is for the newest Christian to the oldest Christian. This is from people from all, every background, uh, every um, uh, educational ability, every disability and ability this is for absolutely all of us to be filled with the holy spirit and uh, i think christians sometimes make it a bit complicated i think it's very very simple just like becoming a christian is very simple you receive jesus you invite jesus into your life and he because of what he's done on the cross he forgives and pardons and cleanses us and restores and unites us with god uh, the same is true of actually receiving the Holy Spirit. It's actually very simple. And Jesus himself tells us how we receive the Holy Spirit. If you've got a Bible, um, I'm going to read John chapter seven. This is one of my favorite two or three verses of scripture. I'm reading it from the NIV in my very old battered Bible. And uh, this is what it says uh, on in John chapter seven. And this is verses 37 down to verse 30, 39. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And then John, the writer, the apostle John comments, by this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up till that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Now, the wonderful truth for us is because of all that John was saying last week, 
Jesus actually now has been glorified. The term glorification in the Bible doesn't mean Jesus has a halo or he shines a light, little bright light. It means all that Jesus accomplished in his life, in his ministry, particularly in his death uh, on the cross, and then his ascension up on high. That's Jesus's glorification, the cross, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, the sitting down. That's the glory, the glorification of Jesus. And Jesus is now glorified and therefore the spirit is now given. So he told the disciples to wait in an upper room. We don't have to wait anymore. We can receive the Holy Spirit and you can receive the Holy Spirit this morning. I was listening to Nicky Gumbel on a podcast this week and he was just explaining now every time they do Alpha online, and they pray, people in their homes, on their Zoom calls, are just receiving the Holy Spirit afresh. And uh, Jesus tells us, doesn't he, here, and we're going to go through this very simply in the next 10 minutes, how easy it is to receive the Holy Spirit. Well, it says it was on the last and greatest day of the feast. Well, what feast is this? Well, very quickly, it's the Feast of Tabernacles. And on the Feast of Tabernacles, the Jews would actually go out onto their flat roofs, unlike our pointy roofs, and they would make tents, just like we do at Devoted. They'd make themselves a tent and they'd live in a tent for a week. And they'd remind themselves during the Feast of Tabernacles that God was the one who'd given them the land. He'd given them houses and homes. That's good to remember that. But also he was the one who gave water in the desert. They particularly remember that. But Moses spoke to a rock, as you do. And out of that rock, when they were thirsty, gushed a river of water. They would also remember some of their kind of unusual prophets. And one of their unusual prophets, Ezekiel, prophesied that in the future from the temple would flow a river of living water teeming with fish, teeming with life. And that river would even go to the Dead Sea. It would make the deadest part of the world teem again with life. And at the Feast of Tabernacles, the Jews and the particularly the rabbis and the priests would call everyone together. Some people think there was up to a million people. Think of that, a million people in a crowd. Well, we don't know what crowds are like anymore, do we? But you imagine a million people pressing in and the high priest would go through a particular ceremony every day. He would get his golden, this is not exactly a golden picture, but it's a, a, a glass of water. He would go and get his golden jug. He would go and raise up water from the pool of Siloam, this is according to rabbinical tradition, he'd then pour out that water down the temple steps. And it was like a prophetic inaction, a prophetic act saying, one day, Ezekiel's prophecy, one day, this prophecy that Ezekiel said that living water would flow from the temple, one day it's going to happen. And they go through this ceremony day after day. And some of the rabbinical tradition said, well, they did it for six days, but then, then on the seventh day, which some people called the greatest day of the feast, rather than go and draw up the water and pour it down the temple well, he drew up the water and he kind of paused. He just wait. And, you know, there are pause moments in life. There are pause moments when children mustn't speak. There are pause moments when adults mustn't speak. There are pause moments when you don't even draw a breath. I'll give you a religious pause moment, shall I? Does anyone here 
know of any legal impediment why this man should not be married to this woman. And it's like, nobody speaks a word. It was that kind of moment when they paused. Now, the Bible doesn't actually say it was that moment, but it does say on the last and greatest day of this feast, Jesus stood and in a loud voice, I think, just when they were thinking about water being poured out from a temple, he says this, you're looking in the wrong place. It's not about that temple anymore. It's not about that building. It's about this temple. And if you're thirsty, come to me and drink and rivers will flow out from you. And Jesus uses a word when he says you, it, he uses the word in Greek. It's the word kolios, which we get our beautiful English word colon from, which kind of means yeah. the sort of central part of our being. And he says it's a temple word. The Jews would use the word kolios for the temple. It was the kolios of God, the center. It means the center of the innermost bit. God dwelt in the temple in the innermost part. And they believed that um, Israel was the center of the world. Geographically isn't, but spiritually for them it was. They believed that uh, Jerusalem was the center of Israel. Geographically it isn't, but spiritually it is. And they believed that the temple was the center of Jerusalem. And they had a phrase for the temple which meant the centre of the centre of the centre, like the bullseye. And it's that word, kolios, that's the word they use, that Jesus uses and says this, the spirit of God now is not going to be poured out of a Jewish temple. It's going to be poured out of living temples. It's going to be poured out of your innermost being. So Jesus then says this, if you're thirsty. So today. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsting for God? Are you thirsting for the spirit of God? See, it's important that this is not just, oh, you know, you can, you can, it's like an add on extra, you know, you buy a new car and, you know, if you want, you can have a digital radio and you're, or you can have an air conditioning or you can have a, a sunroof or you can have alloy. It's like an add on extra if you really no. This is like the engine of the car. It's not an add-on extra. It's like the whole purpose of the car. Receiving the spirit is not an add-on extra. It's the very reason that the church exists, to be full of the spirit and full of life. And Jesus says, if you're thirsty for that, if you're thirsting for the spirit, if you're thirsting for God, if you're thirsty, Jesus says, come to me. So that's important. So I, I, we get this wrong. Firstly, we, we're often not thirsty. Secondly, we often don't come to Jesus. We come to religious meetings. We come to what we view as anointed leaders. We come to those who are famed and, oh, if only I could get to that meeting. If only I could get to that. If only that person could pray for me. We don't come to meetings. We don't come to religious leaders. We come to Jesus, the one John was talking about last week, the ascended, risen, ascended, glorified Lord Jesus. We come to him. Jesus is the one who fills with the Holy Spirit. We don't. Religious meetings don't. Religious leaders don't. Jesus is the one who fills with the Spirit. If anyone's thirsty, let him come to me. And then Jesus uses such an everyday, ordinary word, drink. And the Greek means to drink it just means to receive it's like it's not complicated kids 
you know, you don't go to school for drinking lessons, do you? Yeah, nobody taught you how to drink. It's very simple. You receive, you put it to your lips, you take it in and you imbibe. It's a very simple act of receiving. It's the same way that we receive Jesus. There was a day when we received Jesus. We said, Jesus, I thank you. You died on a cross for me. I receive that forgiveness. I think it was um, Luther, Martin Luther, the great reformer from Germany. I think he said, everything we receive from God, we receive with hands of faith. We receive, we take it in. Thank you, Jesus, you died for me. In the same way, in exactly the same way, friends, we receive the spirit as an act of faith. It's like sometimes I, I say to people, like physically just breathe him in. He's the breath of God. Don't hold your breath. Receive it. Take him in as an act of faith. Draw him in. Receive the spirit. Take as an act of faith. See, Amazon's very popular at the moment, isn't it? Everyone's receiving parcels from Amazon. And uh, if you if, imagine that it's your birthday, kids, all right, you can imagine this with me. Imagine it's your birthday and uh, imagine that you have a very rich auntie, all right? Let's call her Ethel. No, I don't know if anyone ever has a rich auntie Ethel, but let's imagine rich auntie Ethel always sends you the most amazing present on your birthday. Maybe some jewellery, it may be a piece of technology, it may be uh, some fashion item, it might be something amazing that Auntie Ethel would send you. And you know it's going to be incredible, you know it's going to be amazing. So when the Amazon delivery driver turns up at your house and presses the doorbell, you don't say, oh my goodness, that's Auntie Ethel's package. Just leave it round the back with the dustbins. I'll pick it up later. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say that. You go, it's mine. You take it from the delivery driver. I'm sure you then cleanse it before you open it, whatever. But you take it from the delivery. You say, it's mine. I'll, I'll take it. I'll receive it. It's the same way we receive the spirit. We receive from Jesus. We say, yes, Jesus, you, you're ascended. You've received from the Father this promise. You're now pouring it out and I receive it. So if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink, drink. And in a moment, uh, in a moment, in a couple of minutes, I'm just going to hand over to Caleb and he's going to help us to be drinking together in our homes, receiving the spirit together in our homes. But then Jesus said this amazing miracle. and I'll finish with this. This amazing miracle happens. When we drink, we don't just get full ourselves, but actually we become conduits. We become pipes if you like we become vessels through which the spirit of god flows out of us to others so the whole purpose of receiving the spirit is not to make us happy clappy charismatics so that we can have nice meetings although i'd rather be a happy clappy than an umpy grumpy and i'd rather have happy meetings than sad meetings but the spirit of god isn't given that we might have great meetings the spirit is given that it might flow out from us to a thirsty and waiting world that they might receive the life of God. Now, I'm just going to finish. I'm going to hand over to Anne. She's just going to read out, just takes a couple of minutes. It's a little modern parable, and uh, it kind of sums up. Some of you will be feeling, I can't do that. I I I'm nothing. I'm a nobody. Listen, everyone, even with your weaknesses and vulnerabilities, every one of you, every one of us, is called to receive the spirit and give it to others. Listen to this modern parable. 
Okay. A water bearer in India had two large pots. Both hung on the ends of a pole, which he carried across his neck. One of the pots had a crack in it, while the other pot was perfect and always delivered a full portion of water. At the end of the long walk from the stream to the house, the cracked pot always arrived half full. The poor cracked pot was ashamed of its own imperfection and miserable that it was able to accomplish only half of what it had been made to do. After two years of what it perceived to be a bitter failure, it spoke to the water bearer one day by the stream. I'm ashamed of myself and I want to apologize to you. I have been able to deliver only half my load because this crack in my side causes water to leak out all the way back to your house. Because of my flaws, you have to do all this work and you don't get full value from your efforts. The bearer said to the pot, did you notice that there were flowers only on your side of the path, but not on the other pot side? That's because I've always known about your floor and I planted flower seeds on your side of the path. And every day while we walk back, you watered them. For two years, I have been able to pick these beautiful flowers to decorate the table. Without you being just the way you are, there would not be this beauty to grace the house. And I just feel, feel that is just God's grace for us, that we are able to be filled with the Spirit every single day. And it's right in one sense that we do leak, because we can leak out to the world, we can leak out in so many ways. But if we continue to be filled, just God uses us by his grace in amazing ways. I think it was uh, Charles Spurgeon, I'll end with this quote, Charles Spurgeon said this, why do we need, somebody asked him, why do we need to be keep on being filled with the Spirit? Isn't it enough that we get the Spirit once? And Spurgeon said this, I need to be refilled with the Spirit because I leak. I'm actually designed to leak. And even through your flaws, even through your vulnerabilities, even through as you go about your daily life, God wants you to leak all over people. Leak the spirit, leak kindness, leak love, leak mercy, leak grace. The spirit's on us that he might affect the world around us.